So hello and welcome to the Natural Choice Podcast. I am your host, Kaylee Hendrickson, and today I'm sitting down with Jenna Snyder. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into chiropractic? Yeah. Um, so I started wanting to be a chiropractor back probably when I was four or five. My grandfather is a chiropractor. He's currently retired, but he I've been adjusted since birth and, you know, kind of grew up in that field and loved it, fell in love with it and kept going. And the pivotal moment for my life, and it's, it's funny cause my mom brings it up too. And my, my grandparents, but, um, in seventh grade, we had career day and they asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, a chiropractor. And they, you know, they're like, we'll have multiple choices. Cause you, what if you don't follow that path? And I said, no, I'm going to be a chiropractor. I made little business cards and I just have known since that seventh grade career class, I was going to be a chiropractor and I figured out in high school what my guidance counselor said and what path I needed to take. And I did it. And I went through graduate school. I knew my focus. I, you know, my advisors were like, well, what do you want to do? I'm going to be a chiropractor. What, what courses do I need to take? And I applied only to one school. Um, and I got into that school and that was the school my grandfather graduated from as well. So it was really cool. It was like a full circle type thing. Um, but yeah, my mom actually found my little, business cards that I made in seventh grade and I have one of them framed up with a picture of my graduation photo too because it was just it's so cool because how many people can say that as a child they knew they wanted to do something in seventh grade they just put their mind to it and just continued on that's awesome (laughs) oh my gosh I (laughs) I love it and people always joke and and they say I got the bug from my my grandfather and I think I did I think a little part of him rubbed off into me and I hope I can rub that off into other people and have more people want to be a chiropractor. It's yeah. it's a great field to be in. How long have you been working as a chiropractor now? Um, I'm going on, and I have to think, uh, about, about three years. Wow. Truly as a licensed chiropractor, yeah. Um, in clinic, we, you know, we have a clinical, so we did about a year and a half of that. So I considered that a little bit of it because of my, um, my clinic was a, was a drug and rehabilitation center. So I worked with the population that not other people get to work with. Usually as a student, when you're in a clinic setting, you're working with other students and you're working with a pop, a pretty healthy population. And I was working with, you know, lower income individuals and, and ones that really struggled with drugs and alcohol. And that just opened my eyes. And I felt like that really shaped me and made me, you know, the person I am today for a lot of that. But, um, since graduation and being licensed, I going on three years. Wow. So Mm -hmm. what does it take to become a chiropractor? Yeah. Um, so after high school, you have to have a bachelor's degree, which is a four year degree. Um, I did exercise science kinesiology just cause it was easier. A lot of the prerequisites, um, are fulfilled in that degree. So I did that. Um, but you could have any degree, honestly, any four-year degree. Um, I had people that went into school that I met, um, and they were music majors. Some were um, sociology majors. Like it was just depending on what they found the passion. But then they realized they wanted to be a chiropractor. And then after your bachelor's degree, you do a four-year graduate school degree and you get your doctorate um, in chiropractic. Wow. Yeah. So about eight years so after high school. But yeah. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. It's pretty much, I, a lot of people don't, you know, it's hard to then believe, but it's really on par with medical school too. Um, after medical school, medical school, you usually have, um, your rounds and your, your clinicals and stuff like that. And, um, but yeah, after we graduate, we can pretty much just go into our profession, but we have a lot of, um, 
a lot of medical knowledge, pharmacy, um, especially anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, stuff like that. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. I know. I'm so impressed. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize how much schooling goes into being a chiropractor because you can go to school to be a music major and then be like, you know, I really didn't feel like music. You know, I love music, but I wanted to be a chiropractor too. Um, and, you know, that pivotal change, they'll have to do some classes to, you know, prerequisite to get in there. But once they get that far, they can go to school. Because a lot of people, if you talk to them and they ask, like, why did you become a chiropractor? It's because they had a chiropractor that, like, shifted their mindset and they got so much relief or um, something changed. And then they're like, no, I need to do this with the rest of my life as well, too. Huh, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is chiropractic? So... A chiropractic is, it can be like a whole realm of things, but in the very basic definition, chiropractic is um, aligning the spine, aligning your structure so that your body can function at its optimal level and allow you to, you know, decrease pain, increase joint mobility and joint range of motion, um, allow muscles to relax, uh, they should be. Um, and, you know, but people always think of chiropractic as, you know, it helped my low back pain or it gave me relief from my migraine headaches. But it's, it's all about allowing your body to function at its optimal and at its physiological highest level because your nerves and your discs and your um, muscles and everything can, can work together to heal yourself up in whatever ailment that you may have. Wow. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of times, like, people ask, is it safe? Mm -hmm. What is your response to that? Um, it is very safe. You know, there are studies and uh, that say you can be struck by lightning twice before you'll ever have like a stroke from a chiropractor and all the medical knowledge and the testing that we do with muscle testing, um, making sure, you know, we pinpoint exactly what areas need to be adjusted and what the function is. And, um, at least from my background for, for schooling, I, we were taught, you know, you look for every case and if you can't help them with chiropractic, you know where to refer them to. So I'm not one that, you know, will keep you under my care if you are worsening or if, if I know that this isn't maybe the path you need right away. I do believe that everyone could benefit from being adjusted, but not everyone, you know, needs the adjustment right then. Maybe sometimes they do need to go more of a, um, the, allopathic way, the medical doctor um, route to fix whatever issue that they have, and then they can come back to it. But yes, chiropractic is very safe. It, it feels amazing. It, you know, it allows your body and, and just relaxes everything, and um, nerve function seems to improve, pain decreases. But yeah, it, yeah it's very safe. <laughs> So what would you say are the age range mm -hmm. for people to get adjusted? Yeah, any age. I have worked on a four-hour-old baby before, and I have worked on a um, grandmother who just turned 99 years old. So wow. any range um, can benefit from it. And I think people have a hard time wrapping their mind around it because they see how maybe a 28-year-old person will be adjusted, but that is not how the ends of the spectrum get adjusted. There are other ways we can do, you know, there's a thing called the activator that can give a low impulse um, adjustment to someone who is a more of, a, of elderly age. Or for the infants, it's more of a kind of a push and like a just a slight pressure on the area that allows them their body to line itself up. So 
children do not get adjusted the same as adults by any means. And, you know, even go to the other end of the spectrum, grandparents don't get adjusted like infants do or like the the medium age population. Um, it's all about reading your clientele, what they need and what you can provide for them. So I know a lot of chiropractors, you know, maybe they, they adjust certain areas, but then they'll do a lot of soft tissue work and then they'll work a lot with like electrical stim or ultrasound to help heal the body that way. And it's, it's great because you can throw in so many modalities to help heal the person in a natural way. And you're not just throwing, um, them down a tunnel of like medications or surgeries or stuff like that. It, to me, it, it should always be that first line of approach to dealing with a medical issue, no matter what it is. You know, we have um, pharmacies and surgery centers and um, specialists for a reason, but that's what chiropractic is too. Like we're, we should be put into that field as well because we can you know, tell you, okay, yeah, you could really benefit from getting this adjustment or doing this, but you know, maybe you do need to consider something else along the way too, if this doesn't improve. Yeah. Cause I remember hearing, um, when I found out that my daughter could be adjusted, yeah. she was only like a week old when I first mm-hmm. brought her to you. Yeah. And I had in She's my so mind, yeah. <laughs> and I had pictured like chiropractics or when I think of a chiropractor, I would mm-hmm. think of going to the chiropractor with my mom Yes, and how it literally looked like the chiropractor was snapping her neck <laughs> right. and it freaked me out as a mm-hmm. kid. Right. So thinking about bringing my five day old little baby mm-hmm. girl yeah. to a chiropractor kind of freaked me out. Oh, for sure. So could you go over maybe how are kids adjusted yeah. or how are infants adjusted? Yeah. So I'll just kind of run you through what I would do. Like when I saw your little baby girl, um, you know, the big thing is, especially after birth, we want to make sure no birth trauma happened. You know, we check cranial we make sure suture lines are nice and open you know the worst thing case scenario can be um, suture lines or soft spots decreasing in size rapidly um, that is a surgical issue that will have to be open because the brain needs to still develop and grow and it has to have room to move and if the cranial is stuck there's an issue so we are you know usually a first line because we are taught cranial suture lines and the cranial bones and and where they're supposed to be and we have so much studying with um, the you know anatomy and x-rays of it to be able to exactly see what needs to be done or doesn't need to be done Um, and then you know checking the spine starting the cervical in the neck area will work down and make sure there's no misalignment through there so it's it's light palpation I always tell people it's the amount of pressure that I would put if I needed to touch your eye or if I wanted to check the rightness of a tomato like that's how much pressure I'm putting on your kid like I'm just feeling and the thing with kids and the beauty of it is just the lightest little sensation on an area that may not be correctly aligned you'll see them they'll squirm away from you they'll yell up a little you know gasp or they'll start crying because it hurts and so what i always tell my parents is you know i need i would like to correct this area so that they can get into that parasympathetic state that rest and digest state and they can you know be that cuddly baby that just wants to eat sleep and you poop all the time. It's just, it's great because they do relax, but yeah, I'll check the cervical spine and move all the way down to thoracics, the mid back, check for rib heads, check for the spine itself. Um, any misalignment, like I said, it's either a pressure with just usually my middle finger, um, slight pressure up until I feel it release. And then I move down and I keep going with it. It's nothing like adults get adjusted and adults can be adjusted that way because structurally they're more sound, their joints gap better. Um, 
and they can handle that type of impulse. But for children, it is, it is literally just a push or a slight pressure on that area and that's all they need. Um, and then after I check the mid back, I'll move down to the lower spine, the lumbar area. I'll check the joints. Um, with my type of training, I do have more of a specialty in children. So I've done a lot of um, DNS courses uh, looking at making sure reflexes are where they're supposed to be, you know, what age range they need to be having these reflexes or other ones. Um, I'll check certain orthopedic tests for the kid to make sure there's no hip dysplasia, no hip issues. Um, so it's just making sure that everything after this baby was welcomed into the world, they are fit to just be a happy, healthy baby and thrive as best as best as they can. And can people usually tell a difference right after? I think so. And it, usually people tell me that, um, they get their baby adjusted and they, and they say, my baby was so calm and just, you know, slept and it just seemed like they were a lot happier. And then on the other side of it, I'll have people come in. They're like, something's just not right. My baby was born and you know, everything was fine. And then it's three days after birth. And now all of a sudden they're, they're crying all the time and I can't get them to calm down. And it seems like if I pick them up a certain way, it almost looks like they're hurting because of their facial expressions. So little tweaks and especially parents, you're around them and they, they see how their baby reacts. So they know, okay, something's not right from what my baby was three days ago to what it is right now. And that's usually what they do. They'll come into the chiropractor and they'll say, hey, something's just not right. I can't tell you what it is. It may be neck or mid back because I'm noticing that they're arching their back or um, they seem to have a weird neck turn to them, but something's just not right. Yeah. And so they usually see the best results and, um, a lot of studies and people, especially my patients, will say, my baby slept for like eight hours straight. That It was knocked out. And I was like, they're so calm and, and their sympathetic system is reduced and their parasympathetic system is now taking over and their, their body can just function, like I said, and being at its optimal level where it should be at that point in time. Yeah. I mean, even as adults get adjusted, you, afterwards you just kind of, I call it that euphoric state. You're just like... Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I feel, I feel like something happened and it feels a lot better. And that's all we're providing to any age range. I know when we took Charlie, mm -hmm. I didn't even realize that she necessarily like needed adjusting, mm -hmm. but after we took her, yeah. I could tell a complete difference. I mean, literally as soon as I picked her up, she, <laughs> I got scared because I was like, I feel like I have to use two hands to hold her. She's going to like fall out of my arm. She's so relaxed. Uh -huh. yeah. And she started, she was pooping regularly after mm -hmm. that. Yeah. She like... I don't know what it's called, but that big line on her head. Yep, the cranial suture lines. Yep. Yes, that mm -hmm. went away, and I was like, she was just like a complete yeah. baby. She was latching better when I was mm -hmm. breastfeeding. Yeah. I didn't even realize she wasn't really latching that well until like afterwards. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people don't, and those, are, like you said, those are major issues that I see babies like right away, like couple days after birth. Um, it's usually a midwife or a doula will mention something, but most moms, you know, they're, the baby's latched and they're like, Oh, it's a great latch. It's an, it's great. You know, but I'll do maybe a slight adjustment to the neck or, you know, work cranial a little bit. And all of a sudden they're like, I don't know what you did, but my baby is latched better than it's ever done. I'm not so sore anymore. Um, and I feel like the baby's happier and it's just little things like that. Like the baby can't describe to you what's going on, but they'll show you in different ways. All of a sudden they won't latch as well on the right or the left, or the suction won't be as good, or they seem to on and off latching. Um, those issues we deal with 
I personally deal with all the time and I love it because I, I know I can make a pretty significant difference with usually one or two adjustments and it's just, it's phenomenal. Um, we get a lot of baby with um, constipation issues. All of a sudden it's like, oh, it's normal. My baby hasn't pooped in three days. And my response is, how would you feel if you haven't pooped in three days? <laughs> you know, I understand that babies are a little bit different when they're first starting to poop, but how would you feel if you've gone three days without pooping? I know I would not be a very happy person. So we want to help regulate it. And like I said, it's all about nerve function to those areas. It's about making sure joints are lined up like they're supposed to. And baby is just eat, sleeping, and pooping like it's like it needs to. <laughs> yeah. What would you say are some signs for moms to look out for? And either maybe they're infants mm -hmm. or toddlers yeah. or even kids, which like... I guess in my mindset, what should I be looking out for in my kids yeah. to know when I need to take them to a chiropractor? So the biggest thing would be to start with which age range you're in. Like if they're at the you know infant stage, you would look for, um, even if they're bottle feeding or breastfeeding, whatever the mother and father have decided, you want to look for latching. How's the suction? Does it seem like they have a nice solid suction on it? Are they on and off? Does the baby go onto the nipple or the bottle and then they come off and on? Does it seem like the baby can't turn its neck properly? And the biggest sign that I will tell my moms is when you have to start changing your position, how you hold your baby to latch on, that's a sign because they may not have full neck rotation to get to your breast or to the bottle and now all of a sudden you're doing a football hold or you're using your little pillows to really prop the baby up so that they latch better and they're like, oh, it's just normal. Well, no, because even just a light held, being held in the arms, the baby should be able to latch because they have full neck rotation. Um, how are their bowels? Are they more constipated? You know, are they pretty regular with it? Do they seem to have distended stomachs or are they very gassy? Especially if they're very gassy and it's a very pungent odor to that gas too. Tells me that it's not, the bowels aren't functioning like they're supposed to. So they need to be moved a little bit more. Um, all the way to when they're a little bit older, you can look for signs of, you know, extreme irritability, like maybe just they look, they're just fussier and all of a sudden they're just get angrier quicker. I know kids throw, you know, tantrums here and there. It happens, but all of a sudden your child's happy and then you maybe move a toy out of the way and they take that toy and chuck it across the room. Like something that they normally don't do and all of a sudden they're doing it out. It could be an alignment issue that's causing pressure or a slight pain in that area that we can alleviate with a light adjustment to that certain area that they need. Um, same with kids when they get older. I deal a lot and it, people have a hard time grasping this, but I deal a lot with bedwetting issues too because a lot of the lumbar spine has to do with um, nerve function to the bladder, hip rotation can too. Um, so that bedwetting, I have kids from the age of five to the age of 18 who I deal with with, with bedwetting. So, um, it, I mean, it, it just, the best thing I can say is, you know how your baby normally is, or your child, or your teenager is, all of a sudden they're slightly different, or they're complaining of pain, growing pains. Um, they fell and they scraped their arm and now their back seems to be hurting, or they say, I think I'm having a headache right now. Those are, those are all big signs that you can definitely go see a chiropractor and, and get feeling better. Yeah, good things to look out for. Yeah. 
So I know, um, so I'm pregnant right now mm-hmm. and my midwife suggested, um, especially with our, my first and like she suggests to all of her patients mm-hmm. to go yeah. and get adjusted while um, you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the advantages to um, pregnant women getting adjusted? Yeah. Um, I also have the specialty, the Webster certification in pregnancy. So it's a specialized chiropractic technique that deals with the maternal, the mother's pelvis um, to make sure that structurally she is lined up. With that, the baby has better room to grow and thrive and, and all that. The biggest thing that you know we are taught and to make sure people know is that we don't turn babies. And I know that's a huge thing because they're like, my baby's breech. I need to find someone that's Webster certified. No, 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 no. We will just make sure that you are, the mother is structurally lined up to hopefully help facilitate this labor and delivery. Um, but to rewind, to answer your question, sorry. Um, the big things moms can look for. And I love, love, love when my moms come in to be adjusted. Like I know I never got to treat you while you were pregnant, but you know, now I get to, and I just, I love it because you know, the aches and pains that normally go on with pregnancy, all these moms think, oh, you know, I'm pregnant. I'm in my second or third trimester. This is completely normal. I just have to deal with it. Or my favorite is when certain other professionals will tell me, oh, you're pregnant, so I can't do anything for you. No, you can do so much for them. I know it's not maybe a medication that you give, but you know, when I check my mom's, especially with the Webster technique, I will be checking all functions of your joints. I'm going to be checking your SI joints. I'm going to be checking your tailbone ligaments, making sure everything is lined up and properly where it's supposed to be to allow you to feel good. And I get it. You're going to have a little back pain. Your belly is growing a little bit more, but you shouldn't be in consistent pain or have pain down your leg or, um, especially in the abdominal area, have this major stretching or pain when you stand up or, um, pain that cramps all the time, mid back tightness from, you know, slumping over so much to carry for your other children, um, neck pain, stuff like that. We can align all of that in a safe, natural way so that you can have the best pregnancy labor and delivery that your body can handle. And that's the beauty of it. I remember when I was pregnant with Charlie, Mm -hmm. we, I could tell after like a certain point, I'd be like, oh my goodness, I need to go to the chiropractor. My back is killing me. Yeah. It'd be so much better for like, I was like just bask and uh-huh. like, oh my gosh, I actually feel normal, kind right. of. Right. <laughs> as normal as you can feel in your third <laughs> trimester. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I have a certain patient that I just popped into my head, but she always walks in, she goes, just fix me. And she like lay on the table and then when she's done, she'll sit back up and she's like, Yes, just just give me a few seconds because she's like, this is what I'm supposed to feel like. I don't have any more pain, and it's it happens. You know, baby develops and grows and stretches and moves everything around. But if we can help give you a little bit of comfort and ease, it makes it a lot better for you, a lot lot better. And you know, I work very closely with midwives and doulas and we try to make sure that the scheduling is what the mom needs without over adjusting or making sure, um, you know, they feel like they're being taken advantage of. So a lot of it is, you know, after a certain week, I like to see you more on a weekly basis just to make sure, but it's a, it's a patient to patient basis. I, if you're having really big issues, then I'm going to be seeing you a lot more. If you're having a phenomenal pregnancy and you just want to make sure that it stays phenomenal, you know, we can make those appointment times a lot more spaced out. So it's, it's definitely individualized, but, um, there are certain aspects that stay pretty structured, but 
I think, I know if I ever get a chance to be pregnant, I would do this technique to the cows come home. Like it's, I see such good results with how moms are from their first labor and delivery to the second one, to the third, to the fourth, to the fifth. Every pregnancy is different, but it just seems to help these moms so much every single time. Mm -hmm. I know as moms, we tend to kind of ignore our own bodies and (laughs) just look at our kids and see how Mm -hmm. we can treat them. So what are some of the advantages to moms even getting adjusted Mm -hmm. themselves? Yeah. I mean, we can go with moms who aren't pregnant to moms who are pregnant, but just think if you have your child and you know, my, my child, I can just tell it needs an adjustment. So you bring your kid in. Well, who's picking your kid up and throwing it on their hip and cuddling that kid at night when it's it has a fever or doesn't feel good or just wants my mommy? Like you're strenuous, but you also have the laundry to do and you know housework that needs to be done and trying to take care of everyone but yourself. And it's like no, if you are if you feel great, everyone around you will take that energy and will feel great too. And, you know, maybe you won't get adjusted. You'll, you'll save some of the treatments more for your kids because you know how much it benefits them. But you need to think about yourself a lot, whether you're pregnant, especially when you're pregnant, because, you, you know, you need to make sure everything is going great on that aspect of it. But even if you're not pregnant, like how many times are you going to pick up your toddler and walk around the house because it's crying while trying to answer the phone and make sure that the boiling water, um, you know, the cooking's all done. You know what I mean? It's, it's little stuff like that, but... You have to take care of yourself for everyone else to appreciate and to feel good too. So what should moms look for when they're looking mm-hmm. towards finding a chiropractor yeah. for not only themselves, maybe if they're pregnant mm-hmm. or even for their infants? Right. Like what do you look look for in a chiropractor? So the hard part with that is there's so many different chiropractors on a spectrum that you could walk to one chiropractor and walk, you know, down the street and find another chiropractor and they may treat completely different. So the first thing I would say is personality wise, you have to like your chiropractor because you, it is, you want to make sure that you feel comfortable there, that you feel like you're being treated like you want to be and you, you leave better than you came in. So that is my first thing is, you know, I've had my grandfather as a chiropractor and then I've had another gentleman as a chiropractor back in Fort Wayne. And I mean, I picked pretty much the similar person because the, the gentleman that I was seeing for years, you know, I wouldn't go to anyone but him. I would wait until he was in the office to adjust. You know what I mean? So you have to like your chiropractor. That's one thing. Um, another thing is look for credentials, you know, you can graduate school with just your chiropractic degree, or you can go a little bit further and get the specialties. And, you know, if you're pregnant, I really highly recommend you get someone that is Webster certified. They know the techniques and they know what your body needs um, for pregnancy. So I highly advise that, but that is just because of my training. And I know what my moms get from a basic chiropractic treatment to when I do the Webster technique for them. Um, other things to look for, I, I know a lot of my colleagues um, and close friends are more sports-based. So if your issue is you're an athlete and you injured yourself playing basketball, you know, you have knee issues, you can go to a chiropractor that will help you structurally, but is also a good rehab specialist as well, too. So they'll help you heal yourself up all the way until you get back on the court. Um it, it, you have to just jive with your chiropractor. What are you looking for? What type of chiropractor do you want? Do you want more of a family-based chiropractor? Do you want more of a sports-based chiropractor? You know, there's there's 
just a broad range of them everywhere. But usually for me specifically, because of my specialties, um, you know, I have my acupuncture license as well too. I have my Webster certification. I'm continuing on to get my diplomate with women and children. Um, as a specialty, you know, I have all these background because that's what I've been so passionate about. So I, that tends to be the population that gets drawn to me as well. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So what advice would you give, um, moms as they decide if chiropractic is right for them and their families? Yeah. Um, honestly, just give it a shot. Find someone, talk to your friends and family members, talk to colleagues, talk to, you know, get on forums. I love mommy groups and stuff like that. Like just talk to people and say, Hey, I'm kind of thinking of going the chiropractic route. What is, you know, do you, does anyone have someone that they love? Does anyone have someone that, you know, maybe not too fond of, or, you know, I'm looking for this specialty. Where is this specialty? Um, I know like for a lot of moms, they just search me online and they can find my, my specialty and cause they know of the ICPA and they know I want a, a chiropractor that is based on that way. Um, but yeah, talk to people, talk to you. Like you will probably find at least 10 people that have gone to a chiropractor and that can tell you one way or another what they think, um, and who they think you should go to. And then honestly, after that, it's trust your gut and kind of an interview. I mean, you have a midwife. Did you just pick the first midwife or did you kind of search around for a little bit? Same with doulas, same with medical doctors, same with, um, you know, dentists. I've changed dentists like four times because sometimes I'm just like, I'm not a fan of you. I don't know why. I just, our personalities don't drive together. So I just believe everyone should get chiropractic work done for them because of the amazing effects that it has on your body. Well, thank you so much for joining yes, us. Yes, thank you. It was lovely having <laughs> you and talking to you about all this information. Thank you <laughs> so much. This was fun. <laughs> it was. So thank you for joining The Natural Choice. You can check me out every Friday. You can check out our website at thenaturalchoicepodcast.wordpress.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at The Natural Choice Podcast. Have a great Friday and see you next Friday. <laughs>